and well. Welcome to State of the Galaxies. I am your cheery host, Jace Hall. See how cheery I am? Just extra cheery to go. Uh, by some miracle, I'm actually on time, which is uh, a, a miracle. I see Don. What? It's what? Okay. Do I get? Do I get the screen here? No, I don't. I need my. I need my screen. I need that screen right here, so I can see. Now that my entire production team is against me, we can all hold hands together and know that you're all unified together in being against me. And so, there we go. I can't actually see what you guys can see. Can't see nothing. All right. Nope. See, see, now they're arguing with me, saying I can see things when I can't. Because, again, oh, there it is. Now, now my eyes have come to light. All right. All right, now I have the peanut gallery over here. Okay, here we go. So there's a bunch of questions I'm going to uh, try to hop through. Um, you know, I would say the last couple of weeks, well, we'll start with this. The, the workload of Twin Galaxies like it flexes depending on the week it's always a lot but sometimes it's like way a lot and sometimes it's not and it twin galaxies live that workload can also crisscross with the total workload and twin galaxies live has been really busy as you probably seen in our broadcast which i can't see anywhere the uh text chat is now in the in the um thing anyway uh, so let me just start pressing on through this and get to the meat and the potatoes. I see in the chat, uh, Zazkag, and, is it Barra or Barra? I, I can never quite get that right. Uh, Zencade. Here we go. Moving on. Question one, as someone who adjudicates submissions somewhat regularly, I'm getting pretty burnt out. I think this is true for a lot of the heavy adjudicators. Some individuals are sitting on as many as several thousand submission points and will probably never exhaust them, that's what you think, at the current rate of accumulation and are feeling burnt out. My question, can we see or expect to see some more incentives in the near future for accumulating submission points? Well, someone's got a feedback loop on the uh, Skype. Whoever's volume is up or is Skype can mute. Um, this is a prioritization issue. You, like, for, for instance, um, we want to have uh, the ability to use submission points to buy certain kinds of badges um, onto your account, the, um, uh, the ability to create tournament brackets. Um, there's, there's announcements coming related to uh, Twin Galaxies being able to have a tournament system that users can drive and, and, and easily group and this ties in with the, the sort of Facebook wall thing so you can grab all your friends, produce a tournament bracket on established TGTS games, the results of that tournament can play into your player skill index, yada yada yada, make it easy, easy, easy. All these things are where you can burn up submission points. Um, so uh, you just got to be patient, I understand that since there's only one outlet for submission points that it's uh, building because it was it's designed to be spent on a bunch of different things so just hang in there there's like we're trying to get through the big things just getting that whole icon system in and working and not crashing you just saw when we implemented it how many things little things started not working we had to tra chase down all those um, things but that now the icon system's working and that's great and um, so just hang in there yes Yes, I just want to let you know I'm saving up my submission points for a car. So <laughs> you, the, uh, let me know how many I need. They're going to, you're going to be, when we're fully implemented, you'll be able to burn through your submission points very easily. So um, just because you've got a big bank now, don't think that that's going to stay that way. You're, you're, going, you're going to be tempted by the, the various things you can burn them up on. Um, so let me move forward on this. Uh, next up, <clears throat> I've been away for a few days and have not logged into Twin Galaxies 
in that time, I'm visiting the forums and unable to use the quick links to find older threads. The only option is today's posts, and, um, which gives me the past 24 hours. He goes, I missed the new post functionality. Could you consider switching <clears throat> the today's post link? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, that's actually on the list, and it's one of the things that's going to be worked on. You should see that very soon. You'll see it if you go to the website. I could probably show you here. Uh, if we go to the website, I'll show you where it will be so you know where to look. In Twin Galaxies. Uh, there's there's going to be some changes coming. Um, but here, so if you click forums, you see at the very top it says quick links, today's post, quick link, subscribe threads. At the, uh, just above that will be quick link new posts. And basically any post that has taken place in your absence, when you click that, you'll be able to get a list of those. So that way you'll have that. Of course, you'll have to be logged in so that the system knows how to do it just for you. But once you're logged in, it'll be able to identify all new posts since you were in, logged in last um, so you'll be able to find it up here. Of course, this will be all supplementary to when you have your, your chronicle, which I'm going to start referring it to that way, your wall, it's your chronicle. Um, you'll be able to, to track everything on your wall and have stuff appear on your wall. So you can just, you, when you log in, you just show up and everything you care about is right there. Uh, all right, let me move back. All right, so... Is it possible to add a feature? No, someone's. Who is playing? Okay, someone is playing our audio through. It's coming through Skype or something. Oh, now it went away. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. Are you? Is any? All right. So. Hey. Where the hell is my, where are my production people? Where are my production people? I'm hearing this through the thing. What is causing that? And why did that just suddenly start? It just started out of the blue. Meditate on that. Okay, so. Is it possible to... If somebody's watching it on the UGM, is that some direct feed from the UGM? Uh, I don't know. What's going on with that? Um, is, is it possible to add... Let me keep going. Can't talk to you. Um, is it possible to add a feature where a user can delete their own pending submission? This would help clear out the submission review form of easy rejects where the wrong score time has been entered by mistake. If a user clicks reject on their own submission, it gets automatically rejected. It should still cost them the same amount of the submission points because of their mistake. Obviously, there's a one-way street, and clicking accept on no submission should not have the same effect. Okay, let me repeat this for the 50,000th time. Everything that you're saying here in this question is true, except for the fact, let's go this. Is it possible to add a feature where a user can delete their own pending submission? Okay. Go away. I'm trying to concentrate. Criminy Crockett's. God, it's like the clown city in here. I mean, it's, like, it's a clown. This is a... Hi. My name is Jace Hall. This is my top hat. I am the ringmaster of the circus that's going on in this building. All right. Um, so back onto my point. If you make it possible for someone to delete their own submission, the minute someone detects cheating, they will delete their own submission you create a feedback loop that allows someone to constantly throw things into the system and the second anybody hints at something that they get caught at, they can yank it down and say, oh, oops, I entered something wrong, blah, blah, blah. And that, that, that's why you cannot ever be able to delete your own submission. It cannot be allowed ever because it becomes an avenue for cheating. That's why. You just can't do it. I understand all these other reasons, like why it's more convenient and it blah, 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 blah. Don't make a mistake on your submission form. It's got a big pop-up that tells you to double check. You get it canceled, go back, double check. You just can't, just don't make a mistake. 
there's no way around it because if you if we allow people to delete their own things and that's effectively altering a submission you can you can game the system and what we don't want is people trying to game the system that makes sense i hope that made sense don you're the only person i can see so if that made sense shake your head all right don said it made sense so that means he spoke for every last one of you moving on you're welcome <laughs> um now that the new TG player has been around for a bit and we're working on increasing the file sizes, in the future, will there be a way to submit multiple scores from one video um, through the TG player instead of YouTube? Maybe have a checkbox so you can add more or something and have each score submitted with the normal points. With smaller records that take no time, it seems pointless to upload the same video each time for an individual record. Neat idea lots of complications with allowing one single video to be referenced by a bunch of different adjudications. So, for the short term, no. Every adjudication has to have its own copy. Think of it like a file folder, right? You know, it's like you're going to dig, oh, what was this record? Um, you know, here, who's, you know, let's say, let's say, you know, RTM, what's, this is his record, open the file, let's look in there, a copy of everything should be in there, not a reference point to something that's referring to six different records. There's a, an user interface challenge with that, uh, there is a, if, what happens if one of the records that references the files actually discovers cheating in that one for that particular record, but the rest of them aren't cheated kind of, like, because it's different levels. Do you delete the video? Do you... It's just, it's, it's a theoretical doable thing, but it's so outside of, like, the long laundry list of things that we have to get done that it goes onto the back burner. While it's a good suggestion, we can't, you know, I'm trying to... <sighs> Can you tell I'm tired? Okay, here we go. Uh... Let me see, let me see the, wait, Barra said, I worded that poorly. I meant have it rejected, not deleted entirely, but my point is clear. Okay, look, Barra, I'm just saying, I don't put people's names on these questions, so I, and I don't even remember who asked these questions, but, you know, we grab these questions and just throw them up, so, because <clears throat> they should be answered. Nintendo Entertainment, JAWS. This submission has been in submission review forever. The issue is that no one's voting on it because it's a duplicate record. And the reason it's a duplicate record is because basically a new track got created because the other one was sealed off because it was grandfathered. And then the other one got ungrandfathered, and so we have basically duplicate tracks. So what do we do? And I, to be honest, I have not looked specifically at this yet. If they truly are identical tracks, like there's no rule differentiation between either one, then I don't see why one track can't be deleted and the score moved into the other track. If they're identical, since nothing is grandfathered anymore. Um, but if, it's, if there is a difference between the tracks, then they should stay as two tracks. So this could be more of just an administrative issue, not necessarily a policy issue. There's no, there's, we don't want duplicate tracks. So, um, we'll have to just look at this closely. They're, borrow what? They are what? Are they identical? If, are they completely identical? If they are identical, then we should merge them. Am I right? I mean, why have two exactly the same tracks? Nobody wants that. Nobody ordered that. That's not on the menu. It's like, get it away. Identical, yeah. So if they're identical, then we'll put them together. Um, so we just got to remember to do that. Uh, I noticed that the TG player is now showing videos in lesser resolutions and have been uploaded. Um, pal, okay. The, the video is not a lesser resolution. It should be exactly the original lesser, the, the original resolution as encoded, but the size of the video window is made smaller to fit inside the adjudication thread. But you should be able to go full screen and get the full resolution of the video that you uploaded. 
They're not being. Sorry, Jason. Yeah. Um, I don't think you actually can. I, most of my records I submit in uh, 1080p, and the best I'm getting is like not even 720p when I when I expand it. It seems like it's it's uh, becomes a little bit grainy. Okay. So when I saw this question, I went in to our settings to take a look, and it was set on a custom configuration, which was theoretically higher. Um, than what you guys upload. So I changed it over now to, to a setting where it basically matches the original settings that come in. So try it now and see if it makes a difference. Um, there's also a bandwidth issue. If you're uploading a file that's like two gigabytes big, it's going to get pressed downward because we're paying for all of this bandwidth, right? So, so it take a look and see when you upload now, because I, I literally changed it like 20 minutes ago, um, and see if it retains the original. These are compression settings on the back end. So, if it, if it, if it retains the original 1080p miss of it and it's just being shrunk down to a smaller window but this is something that we can obviously fix and address um, until it gets right but I thought it was already set to take the original um, it's comp it was being compressed at a rate of uh, basically two two megabit which is a which is the highest twitch rate that you are able to broadcast up at basically so the resolution would be the equivalent of a source 1080 Twitch stream because that's the same. It's, it's using H.264 compression at the same exact data rate. So it could be that we'll, we'll experiment and fix that, but that's what that is. All right, moving on. 1080p Tetris. That's right, data god. Um, boom. Searching for games with a simple name can be problematic if you don't know the platform or want to see the games on another platform. Consider Adventure for the Atari 2600. All sorts of games have Adventure in their title. Oh, this is, this is old. I already answered this, and basically we fixed that. Now you can find everything just by... Well, here's the thing. Twin Galaxies is not a game search engine. Okay, if you want to, if you want to know all the platforms for a game that exists, Google it. That's what Google's for. Twin Galaxies is for looking up scores in a scoreboard. So you're gonna be, you need to know what score are you looking for. If I'm looking for Donkey Kong, okay, fine. You're looking for a Donkey Kong score on what platform? What platform are you looking for it on? All of them. What do you mean all of them? They don't even have anything to do with each other. The Atari 2600 score is the same as the arcade one? Get out of here. What platform? So that's why Twin Galaxy searches are all platform-driven first. Pick your platform, and then you can easily find the game. If you want to, well, I just want to know, like, all the different, you know, Donkey Kong versions. That's fine. Go to Google. You could just Google that and have that answer in three seconds. Twin Galaxy doesn't need to have that functionality. No, Yahoo's not a search engine. Yahoo is something that cowboys say when they lasso you. That's all I'm saying. Uh, moving on. Data God. Oh, yeah. So this. Okay. So let me make sure I, yeah. So check this out. We're currently working on, and this is much harder to think to, to do than you understand, is the front page. This is what you're seeing is a mocked up front page of the new Twin Galaxies. You'll see, it's hard to read, but I'll break it down for you. You're seeing two sections, one that's called recent submission activity, and then there's another section, recent accepted and ranked performances. So what, what, we're, what we're going to do, and this is, again, way harder than it looks for us to engineer this, but it's being worked on right now. Um, any score in the submission process um, that is either voted on or commented on or submitted 
will show up on the front page immediately, like this. You can't quite see it, but in the upper right-hand corner is a little comment uh, bubble. So you can see how many comments have, ha have been placed on the video. You can see the title of the video and the platform. And what will happen is, is when you click this, it will take you straight to this adjudication. So once we get this working on the front page, base it, but it, this will only work for videos you've uploaded into our system. If you put them into YouTube, it's not going to show up. You're not going to see a YouTube thumbnail, none of that stuff. So this encourages you to upload the video into Twin Galaxies because your score, your, your performance is going to get more activity and views because it's way easier to just see what the latest and greatest thing is. Not just the most recently uploaded, but anything that got voted on. So, you know, if Don in Skype 1 finds like, you know, an, an older submission that's sitting there and he votes accept on it, right? That will trigger activity. That activity will prop it up to the front page as a recent thing that just got voted on. And so when you come to the front page, you'll see activity on that, and you might go, oh, okay, let me click that and vote on it too. So this will generate more activity. And what I, once we get this working on the front page like this, we'll take uh, those three rows and also put them on the adjudication page at the, above the list of all the adjudications. So you can see them, you know, you can still scroll down through all the adjudications if you want to, but you'll always see the latest thing that was voted on or talked about or uploaded into the submission process there. And now underneath, on our front page only, you see there's four, let's see, down, down here, if you see my mouse I'm kind of moving. When something is accepted, it will show the video here. It, will show, it says ranked, what the rank is that it, that it got accepted in at. So this is rank 6, rank 15, rank 1, right? And so that you can kind of have a quick view of what recently got pulled in. You could watch the performance or not if you want, but that way you can keep sort of an active eye on the front page of, of, of doing that. Um, I think this is going to be uh, very inviting to new members to understand what's going on at Twin Galaxies right when they get there because you can't miss it. You're presented with a bunch of video performances. You can see what the titles are. You can see comments associated with it. And when you click it, you go right into an adjudication thread. Now, you won't be a registered user, so it'll say you can't vote on this poll. But it becomes very clear that this is a scoreboard that's adjudicating things constantly. And um, for, the, for the user base, uh, it's gonna, I think this will be, you know, it just makes things more easy and more fun to find and track and see what people are commenting on and doing instead of having to necessarily look through the, the, the text list to see the latest forum comment or what have you. Um, but both will be there, but so we're working on this right now. I think it's very important for the front face of uh, Twin Galaxies to, to a newer arriver to understand what's going on. Um, this is very helpful. So that is, hopefully we'll have this done in the next few days. And then what follows on after this, these are in terms of big engineering things, what follows on after this is the the Chronicle, the Facebook wall, which will be, you know, it's like your locker in the gymnasium of Ch Twin Galaxies. It's your, your spot to put your stuff in for you as it relates to video game playing, which, there, which surprises me. There really is nothing like that on the entire internet. You, like, at best, you can have a YouTube channel, maybe, but there's no, like, you know, you come to Twin Galaxies, you log in, now you've got your wall. What is it for? Well, it's for every, all your video game interests, whether it's videos you want to upload, photos relating to video games that you want to uh, um, post, um, threads you want to track in the forums that are immediately pressed onto your page. You can have your friends, you can group, and of course, like I mentioned, we're building in grouping for tournament bracketing, so you can just quickly do, like, you know, if you want to do, like, a weekend tournament with four, you and four of your boys or whatever, how do you do that? You know, it's like, well, now you can just like click, 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 boom, and there's a bracket and there's a whole system and all this other stuff. And um, we'll get more into a more formal announcement, but it's, uh, uh, you know, Wes Copeland is going to be, is heading up that, that whole effort um, and is a brilliant engineer. And so more on that soon. Um, so in any case, I hope all that uh, 
made sense so far when you look at the you see the front page any any comments any concerns about the front page do you not get it don't do you think that it's a good good idea anybody Bueller I think I think uh, I think we'll wait until it's implemented then we'll complain all about it <laughs> I think that's probably what's <laughs> I think man to be able to look and see the latest <clears throat> movement on an adjudication right whether it's a comment or a vote <clears throat> you won't know what the vote is, but you'll definitely know that someone voted on it because now it's up on the front page. Um, or it'll be at the top of this sub submission review page, too. Also, the same, you know, sort of widget. Uh, it allows you to just keep a better tab on things, right? What's, what's, what's hop and moving through the system right now? Let's, let's Is there any option for a filter on that, um, such as, like, um, so I'm an NES guy, not exclusively, but that's... A platform that I know well. Um, I know it a lot better than, say, the arcade games. So there's a lot of arcade games there. I may not want to adjudicate those. Would it be possible maybe to throw a filter saying, okay, I want to see... Uh, yeah, well... On, like, maybe specific platforms. Well, we have that filter already now in the submission thread, right, based right. on platform. Um, whether or not it will affect recent submission activity as, as what it displays remains to be seen. Part of what we want to do is to encourage people to, to vote on all of these different things and expand their knowledge base and participate and not just limit themselves. Now, they can do that now just by going to the site and clicking whatever platform they only want to see now, and that's all they'll see in the adjudication thread. But then, you know, someone who is doing that all the time might never, ever see an interesting uh, thread and performance on a different platform. They just won't see it. It will never be presented to them because they've, uh, they've already defaulted to, you know, only show me Nintendo. And so um, we'll, take a, we'll, we'll have to monitor that carefully and see because you want to... Twin Galaxies is about appreciating the player, not just the game. And, and that's where the economics ultimately are going to come from, which is... You know, I heard Rudy discussing this in the Settle It on the Screen broadcast, which is um, in order for, the, for players to start to be able to make money outside of just winning contests right, and tournaments, um, a lot of value has to be placed on the player. The player has to be considered the content, ultimately, because that's what people will pay for, the content. And so you got to build up around the player. And the best way to do that is to reduce the games significance relative to the player so I want that to also permeate adjudication well you might have a particular thing that you like or you know really what we're all sort of doing is we're all looking at all of these games and the players performance in the games and we're we're we are honoring those achievements of the players across the entire spectrum of all of video gaming so I don't want it to get too insular where people are only focused just, you know, all I care about is Vetrex uh, armor attack only and that cartridge. And I'll, that's the only thing I'll ever adjudicate, right? That's okay if you want to do that, but I culturally would rather encourage um, all of the participants to, to look at everything. Hope that made sense. Yeah, a quick note, I just wanted to mention the, in this mission review we're talking about, uh, having the pictures of the platforms beside is very helpful. Yes, and you know what? What we might be able to do after we get this front page thing changed, we might be able to also put the, the game thumbnail next to the actual adjudication thread in the list so you can see a screenshot of the, you know, so you'll see the platform and then you'll also see a screenshot of the game, right? But that would only work, the issue I have is that will only work for things that have been uploaded into our system, not YouTube videos or Twitch videos. So it might look weird in the layout where you see thumbnail, thumbnail, nothing, or, or, you know, like it might not be evenly spaced. So then do we put a placeholder image if it's, just, if it's a YouTube video, just like a question mark with YouTube or I don't know. So user interface stuff. So moving on. So again, the Twin Galaxies Entertainment Festival is coming. There's contests. Um, so just a quick look again. Todd Rogers has chosen what's going to, we're using the Atari Flashback 5. He's chosen the games that are we're going to be played on it. Um, he'll be there to to commentate. Th what's going to be different about our contest versus everybody else's contests that are out there? 
This would be a big difference. Its orientation and um, flow is driven by the broadcast. So you have to think of these contests more like a TV show that's taking place rather than a contest that's being filmed by a TV show. So what that means is um, these contests are not con concurrently happening. They're happening sequentially. So from a certain period of time, you know, let's say 9 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon, Atari competition takes place. Right now, the current plan is for there to be 10 systems. Everybody's playing the same game at the same time. We'll be able to then live switch between all the games, and so you can, you can get a measured look at where people are relative to each other live as it's happening. And then we have commentators that are, like Todd will sit there on the couch, and we'll talk about what we see going on here, right? So you have 10 people, so, so it'll be like, we, you have three minutes, ready? On your mark, get set, go, boom. Three minutes are going, all 10 people are playing at the same time, the same game, we're live switching between them all. You do that because that makes for a much more compelling broadcast. A different way of doing it would be to have a different game on each station, right? So you have 10 people playing all 10 games, and then you rotate the people around to the different tables so that they can get to every game. But the problem with that is, from a broadcast perspective, you never get a sense of where everybody is relative to each other. You can't tell. You know, one dude is on Demons to Diamonds, the other guy's on Gravatar. You don't know if they're beating each other until you look at the final, final result and all the scores are added up. This way, doing all the games one at a time with everybody who's competing. And so let's say we have 30 competitors. 10 people will go up, three minutes. We watch all them, boom, they move off. The next 10 people come up, three minutes on the same game. We all, so by the end of all 30 people and nine minutes, we know exactly where everybody is after asteroids. Now we're moving on to centipede, right? And so um, that's how the broadcasts will be handled. And so that's, we'll, that's a lot more exciting, I think. And it's also great for people who are not necessarily familiar with the games, viewers. I think it will bring in viewers who are, who are not super saturated in games. So I know a lot of people are going to be watching me perform who are not big in video games, but it just, you know, because I'm going to be there, they're friends of mine. Right, right. Um, it will help them understand better because they'll be able to see the differences. So I, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, it, so, so it changes. It's interesting because when you're focused on trying to do the best broadcast, it just changes the nature of the way the competition has to be held. And um, it's going to be unusual for people who, because normally you'd have a competition like this and it would be this big place and everybody would just start competing and it was sort of like a little bit more chaotic, right? Everything's sort of going on and then you wait for the results and that's it. No, this is a very regimented, sequential, trackable, player-to-player -player moment all the way through this whole thing. The only one we won't be able to do that on is arcade because we would need 10 arcade machines of, of all the same arcade machines. So in that, that will be much more like the That's Incredible move everybody going down a line moving to moving to moving machine 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 um but for the nintendo and the atari and the uh, uh intellivision it'll be as i described what's up marky d here we go king street uh so yeah so these are the games for the atari De decathlon uh the intellivision decathlon um now one of this is not the, the listing of these games do not necessarily specify the order in which they will be played and one of the things Keith Robinson brought up was he's like, look, some of these games are much higher scoring than other games. So you could get a big score and you could never catch up, right, later, like on the games following. And, and so what the solution was, of course, is he's going to decide what the order is and he'll probably put all the bigger scoring games towards the end, right, so that you, you can't, so, so, so it escalates as you go. So there the, are professionals, whether it's Todd Rogers or, or Keith Robinson or, or Andrew Gardikis, We'll be deciding when, once we're there what that order is going to be and what's going to work the best. Um, and speaking of Andrew, there he is. These are uh, the, the Nintendo games. Uh, one of the things that uh, Rudy, I heard, brought, brought up re relates to the Voss controller for Arkanoid. Um, the, the, the one thing to know is this. Everybody has to play on the same systems. So whatever the disadvantages are, Everybody has them. It's a flat experience for everybody. You're measuring everybody against the same thing. We are 
looking at, it's, we are in the process of acquiring all the VOS controllers that are needed, because we need 10 of them. <clears throat> so, however, if it turns out we can't do that, we don't have 10, then we might have to change that game to a different game, because I'm not sure if the game can be played with a regular Nintendo controller. Um, it, it can. So, so, if, it so, can. If it, so if it can, then maybe everybody has to use a regular Nintendo controller, but then everybody's using the same controller. Which, by the way, even though we're using the Retron, I have already acquired 10 original Nintendo gamepads. Not replicas. The original Nintendo gamepads. They're not cheap to get them. But we got them because... Above all else, that's the one thing that matters the most, in my opinion, is the, the controller in your hand better be the same as the Nintendo. Um, we're obviously, we're using the Retron 5 because it's got a, a better video out, and we're dealing with broadcast stuff, and everything's being driven by the broadcast stuff. But it will be a unified, flat playing field for all, no matter what. And no one is bringing their own controllers. That's just not going to be allowed. Everybody's using the controllers that are provided, and it's going to be fair and even that way. Um, but we're trying to bring, have all the proper controllers there. Moving on. Look at that animated Robert Merchek right there. Uh, so the Arcade Decathlon, again, Robert has been uh, very helpful in picking the arcade machines we're going to play on. And uh, he won't be there, of course. Um, so we'll probably grab... You know, you know, for commentating purposes, we'll try to maybe grab Walter, Billy, Richie, whoever, uh, Mike Soroka, whoever's going to be around there who wants to sit on the couch and commentate while this goes on, um, they'll be there. So these are the games. And next up, will the event be broadcast across the world? Is it being promoted? No, it's not really being promoted. I mean, Twitch might put it up on their front page um, uh, for a time, but this is, you know... We are broadcasting this so that the people who can't attend can at least see what they're missing. At least participate that way. You know? Most of these shows don't have really good broadcasts in general. What we want to do is have a much more improved broadcast for a Twin Galaxies event like this. So that way, if you can't make it, you can at least see what's going on and get a feel and it might encourage you to want to make it next time. Um, but we should probably have the best broadcast coming out, uh, you know, short of League of Legends tournaments and things of that nature, which is a whole different animal. you got to remember, this is sort of a public uh, venue that people are going to be able to come to, and all kinds of stuff is going to be going on. There's pinball tournaments and all this other stuff. Twin Galaxies is covering the tournaments, that the, the contests. I don't even want to call them tournaments. The contests that it's holding and it's going to broadcast that, but we'll do some on the show floor stuff and try to get people, you know, to come and, and, and talk. Um, where's it going to be at? It's come to Tampa, Florida. It's in Banning, California. That's where it is. Um, next up. Here it is. It's in Banning, California. So there's prize money for each one of these contests. Um, the Atari 2600 contest, first place gets $1,250. Second place, $500. Third place, $250. So... I don't know the last time an Atari 2600 competition yielded that kind of payout with no entry fee on the competition itself, but I think that's pretty good. And I love the idea of Atari 2600 competitions because everybody can play that machine, everybody can understand what's going on, everybody can, it's, it just comes down to just the, at that point, the player is the content. This is my whole thing. The, the machine becomes, the, the game becomes secondary to the player. It's all about watching these players try to beat each other. And the game doesn't get in the way of that perception. And that's what I like about the Atari 2600 is because it just gets right down to that. You can lose yourself in these other games like uh, Dota or League where there's all these graphics and stuff. The players are hidden behind, you know, the, the Technicolor explosion on the screen. Here... You get the game in three seconds, okay, so you're not, your mind is not trying, sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. Now it's, it's the players and our commentators and, and, and how we, we, we build that up. So that's what Twin Galaxies is about. Man, the players. It's the only organization focused on that. My God. Okay, uh, let's keep going. 
So I gave a little bit of the tech info on the contest, right? We're, we're using Retron 5s. Um, we are, and the, and the Retrons, I'm going to have, we're buying all the cartridges. So um, we're using flashbacks. And we've got the Nintendo controllers. We're looking for the Voss controllers that came with Arkanoid. Um, if we, we're going to, hopefully we'll be able to get 10 of them. Um, and they're not cheap. I mean, I was looking, trying to find like them out there. They're very rare. They're, they average like 60 to $75 a piece. So um, there's that. The arcade machines, you, you know, we're building a stage. We're building this whole stage platform. So it, it, what we're hoping is, and I haven't seen the final design because the team is working on it, but what I'm hoping is, is it's, it's this giant stage platform, a couch kind of in the middle. To the right of the couch are five stations. To the left of the couch are five stations. Each station has, it's basically like a hutch with a t big um, TV on it, and um, it's got all the consoles on there, like a little living mini living room type setup. And separating each station is an arcade machine, the, the 10 arcade machines that will be played. So we'll have a really nice presentation as a drop-down big projection screen. Um, we are not, we had a conversation with uh, Andrew about uh, CRT monitors. I'm not buying 10 CRT monitors for this. There's no way, talk about like useless monitors after the event. So there's this concern about lag. So what I'm looking into, I mean, yes, LCD screens can have a little bit of latency. You can find some that have reduced latency, specifically game modes, and reduced latency. It will never be as perfect as a CRT monitor, but we're, we're, there is some thought trying to set it into at least the best that it can possibly be. Um, again, since everybody's playing under the same conditions, that makes it fair, but we're aware of that, and there's no way I'm going to try to buy 10 giant LCD monitors, like, or CRT monitors, and have everybody carrying those around. This is not, just no. No way. Maybe if we do, um, during like the Twin Galaxies Olympics, and we're going to do like some really big to-do thing, and then it's got to be all official, and it's that whole, then maybe, okay, we'll buy the CRT, and do all of that but for this the fun festival festival of fun where we're doing some fun competitions contests we don't need to go to that extreme it's already just to broadcast this is already going to be like super expensive as it is so um i hope you can appreciate that tiny bit uh and then something i'm really excited about is the robbie lakeman west copeland donkey kong exhibition so there is a, um, so there's a ROM modification. So, so you guys all know this, but just for the people who happen to tune in who don't, Donkey Kong, the arcade machine, when you reach level 22, it has a bug that basically causes the timer to overrun and basically time out and you die. So your game comes to an end at level 22. You cannot proceed past that. And so the entire Donkey Kong uh, community and score chasing is all about so you get so if you're a Donkey Kong player you get so good that you can get up to that point where the game crashes right it's gonna crash every time so then the whole game becomes about how many points can you get out of the machine before that moment actually happens and that's where all the the top Donkey Kong players live is all those little techniques okay so some uh, a wonderful engineer figured out where the problem was in the Donkey Kong ROM and he created a fix for that, which would allow Donkey Kong to continue past level 22 on into infinity. And uh, so people had been playing that on emulation. It was suggested to me, it, it, it was, it was su suggested to me that by, by Wes that it'd be really cool if we could put together an actual arcade machine that has the ROM fix so that Donkey Kong could be marathoned. So let's put a little asterisk in that. Why do that? Okay, so back in the 80s, there was this guy, great gamer, his name is, wonderful guy, his name is Steve Sanders, and he lied his ass off about his Donkey Kong score to get into the record books back then. He said he got like 3.165 million points, some, somewhere in there, and at the time, no one had ever kill-screened Donkey Kong, so, so when he said that he got 3 million points, everybody was like, wow. And then he eventually, you know, had to compete, and it became clear he obviously didn't do that. But 
It wasn't until Donkey Kong got kill screened that everybody then suddenly knew that 3 million points plus was impossible to achieve. Impossible. So, however, it's a legendary score. The score that he lied about is a legendary score. And so we got Robbie Lakeman and Wes Copeland amongst the fact that they're going to compete against each other in various exhibition type things like who can get the most points on level one who can like who can do things the fastest you have these top players who are just going to go at it one of the things they want to do is try to actually beat steve sanders fabled score because so so we needed to uh uh so which by the way to get Three, over 3 million points with 4 lives on Donkey Kong is retardedly, retardedly hard. So, it's just even think about. Let a, I mean, that's like a 12-hour game, at least, I would think. Right? You, 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 you're, you're experts have been in there. So, um, anyway, Twin Galaxies has had these machines constructed and put together with the ROM fix. That's what you're seeing there on the right side of the screen. Those are two machines that can be marathon Donkey Kong style. So um, we're going to be sending them up to, to, the, to the facility, and they're going to actually try to take Steve Sanders' score out. And, but then here's the big reveal. The big reveal is that Steve Sanders is going to maybe show up with his videotape of him actually achieving the score. And what, because I was talking to Steve, and he said that there was a couple Donkey Kong machines that didn't, the early ones, the first ones, before they went into full production, that didn't have the kill screen bug, and he had gotten one at a local place, and so he—that's when he played on, and he's been saving the tape. He's been saving the tape to just finally get the biggest laugh of uh, over all of you to say, "See, here it is, the proof." No, I'm see, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I do think Steve Sanders should get one of these Donkey Kong machines and actually do his score and tape it, and then say, "See." I wasn't lying. I mean, I, I totally could do it. I did it now. I, I could have done it then. It's, it's, it was just, I, what I meant to say was that I was planning on doing it. And yeah, since... Yeah, do it on VHS tape too, by the way. Yes. He, he went... He, he has, he has, he had, how awesome, though. How awesome would it be if Steve Sanders just went and actually did it on one of these machines and he was like, look, if you want to use the timing of my statement against me, I mean, that's all you, but the fact is my statement was true, okay? Here's my tape. <laughs> right? That'd be so epic. So... Uh, anyway, um, we've got the machines, we've done the modifications, uh, we've been playing Donkey Kong, the machines are, I, they, nothing's changed other than the fact that you can marathon them now, and uh, Wes and Robbie are uh, going to go at it. It's going to be real interesting to see who is a better player on that day. They're just lucky that I don't play Donkey Kong regularly, because I could marathon a normal Donkey Kong that doesn't have the ROM modification because the machine will not dare crash on me. It will just say, oh, it's Jace playing. Let's just keep working because it's Jace and that's how it is. That would be that, the best. Here's the best part, and I say this sometimes. Whatever your Donkey Kong score is, ever, I'm talking to all of you professional Donkey Kong players, I can beat your score with one jump on Zookeeper. Okay, so moving on. Oh, look, that's the end. So uh, that leaves us with about 10 minutes on the broadcast left. Does anybody have any questions or, or concerns? Five minutes. I was corrected by my production crew. Um, does anybody have any questions about anything whatsoever at all relating to the miracle that is Twin Galaxies? There's lots of unannounced stuff that's like, there's a reason why I'm so busy and doing things. Um, so, Jace? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. Actually, I had a question about the pinball tournaments at yes. the, at, in Banner. Yes. If you had any information on those. I don't, actually. Uh, it's being handled by the Arcade Expo side of, of, of this event, so I really don't. But I will tell you this. I've been talking to Mark Hoff, connected me to the people at Stern and all the pinball organization stuff. And because the Twin Galaxies adjudication system now can actually actually adjudicate a pinball, a, a, a real pinball submission. It can do it. If you have the right rules, someone follows the right protocols, you can do it, right? So I've been talking to those guys about it because pinball is fairly organized in, in, from a tournament perspective. And I said, you know, when you're not at a tournament, what, 
Twin Galaxies could fill the, the competitive space in between those tournaments, right? It, like, in between those physical places, like, we could adjudicate pinball performances. The pinball community could come and do that. And um, they were interested in that. And so we, we are in this discussion of uh, potentially um, doing a test on the Walking Dead pinball machine. Um, right now, they're, they, they've sent me the, the list of what would have to go into a recording. And they are creating a video, instructional video, showing all the different things you need to show of your pinball machine, like the, the angle, the level, the, what, the, the, what it's mounted on, what, what the kind of floor is, a carpet, the, the, the tilt plunger thing. Like, there's a bunch of things. Um, and so, and then they'll promote that and tell people to come over to the pinball players to come over to Twin Galaxies and submit, and we could see how, how well it works, how well... Because if, if it, I really think you can do it. It's a little more elaborate than showing the inside of a Donkey Kong machine. But, um, you know, pinball players who are serious and they have machines at home and they want to compete and they, there's no tournament to go to or whatever, we could start keeping records for that and we could in, be involved with pinball and that can factor into your player skill index, right? Because now we're tracking these pinball scores. So I hope that made sense. Um, and it's real exciting because we're actually talking to the top pinball organization about, about doing that. And by the way, um, I've been having daily interactions with Guinness World Records for various reasons. And, uh, um, you know, you're going to see, I think, more and more work and collaboration between Twin Galaxies and Guinness in the future. Um, so, you know, you can look forward to that. And, um, what and other... Anything on the, uh, about the Guinness Book? Any comments about the Guinness Book? That well, Gamers Edition? Yes. Um, um, what? What did you say, Neil? I have one minute left. Okay. Yes, there, there are... Yes, but I can't say what those conversations are yet. But, yes... It's great to see that 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 that's ha that that the Twin Galaxy section is there. Um, I think there's some things around it that need to be taken care of, which I think will be very shortly. And um, uh, but that's up to Guinness to ultimately address. So that's why I'm not saying anything. Um, but just know that I've been working very closely with them to help them um, be them. <laughs> so. Um, uh, they're, they're, I'm leaving out some cool stuff. There's like, I know I am, but I can't get the twi get the. If you haven't already, if you have an iPhone, download uh, the Twin Galaxies Live broadcast app. The the it's called Smile Time. Get it, so that way you can watch this stuff and totally control it. It's like a brand new app. We have our own app on on the iPhone. It's awesome. Totally get it. It's the Smile Time app on, on iPhone. And now I'm, I'm going to be counted out. And so you guys have a good one, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Galaxies.